In today's show, it's time to look at the waiver wire for fantasy basketball. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by McDonald's. Proudly serving communities since 1965, McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty and affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. Big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. Thank you to you too for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. All right. It is Thursday here, so Wednesday night afternoon for you guys. It's time for another waiver Wire show. So let's talk waiver Wire stuff. Um, and by looking at the most added players to kick things off. Um, a lot of these guys it will be added for streaming purposes, but Royce O'Neill has been playing at a 12-team league level. If you especially care about having low turnovers, his value is immense. He is a guy you can roster. I think he is better suited just to be a guy that you stream in on the Jazz low-volume game days. So he doesn't really blow you away, but he's been putting up okay scoring. He's been getting some steals and it's been valuable enough. So I don't mind him as an ad. Um, just by the way, we've got a new host of Locked On Sixers as well. So if you want to hear more about the Sixers stuff, go and check out Serena Winters. You know, Serena Winters, she's um, covered the Lakers and the Sixers as a sideline reporter in the past. She now hosts Locked On Sixers. So it's awesome to have her on board. But with all of those injuries and COVID absences, yeah, there's a lot of value there. Furkan Korkmaz, I know he was terrible yesterday, but he's still a great add. Danny Green has been one of the most added players. I'm not really sure why, but his defensive ability with Thibel out, it helps. You can look at, um, yeah, there's lots of options there. Shake Milton, which we'll talk about a little bit later on. But Korkmaz and Green, some good uh, top added players. Josh the Hitman Hart has been added in a lot of spots. I think that's absolutely fine while Ingram is out and Herb Jones is out, but... Yeah, will that remain? Yeah, will he remain that valuable? He's worth at least having for now. Gary Payton's been added in a lot of spots. I'm not really feeling that one. That's more of a deeper league situation versus a standard one. Well, Daniel Tice has been like one of the most added players across all leagues. He's had like two or three really good games in a row for the Rockets uh, after a really poor start to the season. Whether that continues, I'm not sure, but I, I think his upside is pretty low. I don't think he's like a top 80, top 90 type upside player. But he can be a top 120 guy for a stretch of time, and I don't mind him as an ad. Um, Jeff Green has been uh, added in a lot of spots. My name is Jeff. Because of the absence of Magaporta Jr. So he is at least a solid ad for 14-team leagues. And then with the absence of uh, DeAndre Ayton, JaVale McGee has been a highly added player. If you're looking for blocks, he can help, as can Drew Eubanks in San Antonio with Jakob Pertl out. So they're totally fine as short-term ads. Bobby Portis, one of the most added players. He needs to be rostered in every league. And Nick Batum does as well, especially with the return of Marcus Morris being quite uncertain. We just don't know when Morris is going to return. So yeah, out of that group of most added players, I think we're definitely looking at Korkmaz. We're definitely looking at Portis and Batum. O'Neal probably. 
And then yeah, the other guys are some short-term options like Hart, um, Tice, Green, McGee, Eubanks, those sorts of players. Now we go into the next section, and that is the players to drop. Now, of course, players to drop doesn't mean that you just go and drop these guys. And I've got to really state this every time. These are just players that if they're on your roster and you're out there needing a roster spot, need to clear something, I wouldn't feel too bad about having to move on from these guys. Some of them you can just drop. Like the first guy, the wiki, Chris Boucher. Get that garbage out of here! He's not playing, really, like eight minutes a night. There's no need to roster him. It was always going to be, in my opinion, tougher for him this year than last year. And it's been worse than I expected as well. But you just can't keep holding in this scenario. I, I could have, I probably should have. I probably should have thrown Larry Nance in this mix as well. But it's been the same. Like, there's just no point holding on to those sort of guys. I don't think that's worth holding on to James Wiseman. Now, the caveat there is if you have an injured reserve slot, hold him. That's fine. Put him in IR. But if there's someone else that needs that spot, I wouldn't bother with him. Again, I'm not sure that the Warriors, how much they're going to mix up a winning formula. Is he going to even play 22 minutes a night? I have my doubts. Is his numbers going to be very similar to the sort of garbage that Marvin Bagley puts up when he plays 22 minutes? That's not really a Category League fantasy valuable guy. It might be a, a, a real... Um, fringe 12-team points league player, but I just don't have huge hopes for him. I could be wrong on that. I feel okay about dropping Kelly Ubro. I think he can go. We've seen the Hornets back to being healthy and his minutes go up and down quite a bit and his production's pretty variable. I think Anthony Simons, while he was a nice little streamer for points, he's not a guy that you just have to have tying up a roster spot. DeAndre Hunter's probably the best player out of this group, but he's just not doing anywhere near enough. Not enough usage. He's hurt now with a wrist injury. The shooting percentages, um, he's actually shooting pretty well, but no usage, no rebounds, no assists, low steals, low blocks. It's just not, there's not enough going on with him to um, to be a must roster guy. Duncan Robinson and Joe Harris put these guys together. They're three point streamers. Throw in Patty Mills, those sort of players. Like you, you stream them in, you do not have to hold them in 12 team leagues. TJ McConnell with Malcolm Brogdon back, Levert back. I just don't think he's going to have a large enough role to justify holding. And then the last one, unfortunately, he's not taking it from here. And Mitch Robinson says, I'll take it from here. Yeah, I, I just, look, he's injured. Noel is out playing him. He's just not doing anywhere near enough. He can be a streamer, a specialist block streamer, but even then he's not getting gigantic blocks all the time. I just don't see him as an absolute must roster player. You can hold him for sure, but I don't think that it's 100% necessary to do that. Guys, I had to tell you that football season, we're at halfway through the NFL season, NBA season, we're four weeks in, and the number one spot to place your bets with the more odds, props, and contests than anywhere else is Bet Online. They've updated their website as well, so go check that out or use your mobile device and sign up today by using the promo code Locked On. And if you do, you get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit from basketball, football, baseball. Oh, not baseball, that's done. Next season's baseball, futures for baseball, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take advantage of all of the great offers for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online is where the game starts. Okay, so let's have a look now at must roster players. These are all guys who I believe need to be on a roster in every 12 team league. They are not. 
because they are rostered in under 70% of certain formats. Now, anything that's over, like, I can argue that there's yeah, 15 to 20% of dead leagues out there, right? But I think if there's if a guy is available in over 30% of leagues, then there will be someone listening to this where this guy is available. And I, I base this off because people will still come to me and ask me these questions about some of these players. So you could say, oh, that's for Taco Leagues, Josh. That's all well and good. But just because that's your league doesn't mean that that's everybody's league. And there are people out there who will be listening to this show. And I welcome experienced fantasy players and first-time fantasy players here. There'll be people whose leagues do not have these guys rostered. And the numbers would back that up. So let's go through them. Colin Sexton's injured. Ricky Rubio's a must-roster player. He was already a must-roster player with how he was producing. And now he's guaranteed a must-roster player. You have to have Ricky Rubio on a roster. Mo Bumba, I don't know how he's still available, but he is. One, two, three, four, five. Yes, maybe something happens later on when Isaac returns. But who cares? You just have to roster him now. Josh Giddy, I don't know why that's still sticking around as an unrostered player. Jordan Poole, he's like a top 50 guy. There's no reason for him to not be on a roster. Yes, Clay Thompson may come back at some point and impact him, but I don't really care. Kelly Olenek should be on a roster. So should Marcus Smart. So, so should Reggie Jackson. Those guys, I've had so many. Hey, do I just drop Reggie? Uh, do I drop Reggie Jackson? Do I, should I, I drop Marcus Smart to add Drew Eubanks? Like, no. These guys are must-roster players. Will Barton is a must-roster guy, irrespective of the Jokic suspension or the Porter injury. We're seeing what he's doing. He's taking those Porter shots, and he was when Porter was out there. He's getting good assist numbers. He's getting good steals. He's a must-roster. Lowry Markkinen, he's locked in as a starter, and now there's no Colin Sexton, so that helps his overall offensive volume. So that makes him a must-roster player. I think Nerland's Noel is as well with his ability to block shots and get steals and the fact that I think he might end up getting more minutes than Mitchell Robinson as we move forward. And then Jalen Brunson, yes, coming off the bench, but he's playing 30 minutes a night. He's shooting well. He's getting assists, scoring in bunches. I think Jalen Brunson is a must-roster player. These are all guys who are available in a big chunk of leagues. It might not be your league. Don't need to panic about it. Don't need to write a comment about it saying, oh, they're all picked up. These are just guys that you've got to make sure are on a roster. You have to make sure they're on a roster. Let's look at some upside grab type players. These are guys who may not have the impact now, but things can change down the track. I think the number one of these is KJ Martin in Houston. I don't know when he gets to 25 a night because there's Wood, there's Tice, there's Shingoon, there's Gordon, there's House, there's Tate. There's a lot of guys in that mix. I would be prioritizing him over Gordon, over House, honestly, over Tate. He's like 20 years old. Tate's 26. Like, if I want someone to grow with my Porters and Shangoons and Greens, it's Martin. And I think he's good enough to be at least on the equivalent level of a lot of those players. I don't know if it happens until Eric Gordon gets traded, though. And that might be a while. So he is an upside stash. I think Kobe White's an interesting one. Now, I wouldn't have put him in this list until Patrick Williams got injured. But there's obviously an opportunity there because with Williams injured, you get more for Caruso into the starting lineup and closing lineup, more for Javante Green. And White can just come in, play his 25 off the bench and be very useful. So I think he's interesting. We don't know how it's going to work when he comes back. A couple of Cavs guys, Chetty Osman and Dylan Windler. I'm recording this before Wednesday's game. I, I don't know who they're going to start in place of Colin Sexton. Will it be Isaac Okoro? Will it be Winler? Will it be Osman? I don't know. 
But both of those guys have, it's not, they're not really upside grabs in terms of we have to wait a while. It's that if we grab them now, we'll find out in a day or two you know, what sort of value they have. We know the big stiffy Bones Highland. He's, you know, Faku's out of the rotation. He took Rivers out of the rotation already and then Rivers is back. But Highland's getting these 20 minutes off the bench. Will he push into a role ahead of Monty Morris? That's probably doubtful, but at least into a, a minute share role, that could happen in a month or two. Saban Lee's really intriguing. If Hayes gets hurt or struggles, I think Lee has an opportunity to push ahead of Corey Joseph and maybe end up being a starting point guard. There is not out of the realms of possibility that Saban Lee becomes a better NBA point guard, or maybe already is a better NBA point guard than what Killian Hayes is. But that could take some time. And then Jeremiah robinson L. He's already getting starts in Oklahoma City, but sometimes he starts, sometimes he plays 10 minutes. He locks into 25 minutes a night. I think there is some 12-team appeal for Jeremiah robinson L. if he can lock into that. I just don't know when Dagnut's going to... Um, going to load that up and be yeah be consistent with it guys this episode of locked on fantasy basketball is brought to you by mcdonald's proudly serving communities since 1965 mcdonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty and affordable food it's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect you know your memories from mcdonald's it's always been a part of your community just think now you know where your local maccas is don't you you already know where it is and you have these memories as kids going there for your birthday parties, calling in after school, after a sporting achievement, celebrating celebrating what you've done in your game for the day and your parents, like, is, is, there's not one person, well, maybe there is, but there, there's definitely multitudes of you listening to this whose parents have bribed them, say, hey, you go out there, little boy, little Johnny, little Sarah, go out there and uh, if, you, uh, if you score a touchdown... I'll give you a, I'll give you a Maccas on the way home. But you didn't, wouldn't have said it that way. We'll drive through Mickey D's, get you a nice cheeseburger. And then little little Bobby with his Aussie accent goes, Mate, cheesies, let's go. Can I have some nugs with some barbecue sauce? Maccas, it's always there. We always we know it's a part of our community. We remember these things, and now it's still there as a part of our community. So why don't you head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it. All right, let's love the rest of this show. The other names we've got to talk about, Patrick Beverly has been starting for the Wolves. I think he is a must-roster player. I think he's worth mentioning. I think he's worth grabbing. He's not a guaranteed top 100 guy, but he is someone that should be grabbed. Vanderpants Kevin Herter, that is one to watch with the DeAndre Hunter slash Bogdan Bogdanovich injuries. We saw him go bananas yesterday. I wouldn't say that he's. I'm grabbing him necessarily, but if we get an update on Hunter... An update on Bogdanovich, and they're out a couple of weeks. Herder's going to be a great replacement. Really interested to see what they do with Brandon Clark in Memphis. I'd add him in 14-team leagues, and then watch to see how he gets used today for Memphis. George Niang and Shake Milton, with all the absences in Philadelphia, they are great short-term ads, tied in with the Sixers' great schedule this week. So they are some other names that are absolutely worth having for at least the rest of this week. Milton might be able to maintain value after that. I doubt it, but he might. But they are other names to go and grab. And that'll do it for today's um, Waiver Wire show. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. But if you're here on YouTube, give it a thumbs up. Leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.